Sup, Cuzzies? This is Coaster Bro from the Coaster Cuzzies podcast. Before we get started on this week's episode, I do want to make a little announcement. I am currently looking to grow Coaster Cuzzies, which means I'm looking for help with this project. Ideally, looking for somebody who can help with co-host, producing, um, putting together the podcast, as well as help with content creation. Could be looking for one person, but could be looking for multiple people. Like, what's the coaster cuzzies without having a group of cuzzies, you know what I mean? So I guess you could say we're hiring, but we don't make any money from this, so it's not like a paid thing. It's like a, hey, you want to join a fun project kind of thing. Bonus points go to those in the community that might have a different way of looking at things or unique perspective on coaster enthusiasm. If you're interested, shoot me a DM, let me know. There's also an application at solo.to slash coastercuzzies. You can fill that out on like a Word document and email it over to coastercuzzies at gmail.com. Looking forward to adding to the team. If you know somebody who might be interested, let me know. What's up, cuzzies, and welcome to another episode of the Coaster Cuzzies podcast. If this is your first time listening to the Coaster Cuzzies, this is when Coaster Bro just kind of talks about roller coasters and stuff with some people that are a lot of fun. On this week's podcast, Rocco from One Wheel Productions joins us. He's going to talk about all sorts of fun stuff. Stories with Burt Kreischer. Stories about stuff in the past. Stories about roller coasters. Definitely some theme park news going to be in there. Hot damn, it's going to be a good one. So stay tuned and listen to that Cuzzies in your ear. All right, welcome everybody to the Coaster Cuzzies podcast. I have an exciting guest on the show today. Very excited. When I, 10 years ago or so, I was watching, I believe it was an In the Loop video. And um, there's this guy by the name of Rocco. And I just remember in my head this video he had made and then there was like a naked woman in the video and i remember as a teenager thinking i want to become that guy one day (laughs) 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 welcome to the show rocco how you doing man how you doing everybody (laughs) oh man just having a good time man i'm I'm glad you you're you're on the we, we reconnected um i don't know a couple months ago and i I don't know who's who was following who on Instagram, but I realized you were Rocco and just this like fictional character in like my past. <laughs> and I was just really excited. It's like, oh my God, it's Rocco. But um yeah, who who are you, Rocco? Um well, I used <laughs> to be one wheel productions, in case anybody remembers that. Yeah. Originally I did be in the loop with the guys and still friends with many of them. Um Let's see. Uh, I'm just a, a coaster enthusiast. That I've been a coaster enthusiast since I was six years old when I was scotch taping six Hot Wheel cars together and throwing them down some track and making my own coasters. Uh, still love the hobby. Uh, not as involved as I used to be, uh, the media type wise, but uh, I'm still here riding rides. So. Mm-hmm. That's what's up, man. So with the Hot Wheels, was it like, uh, did you get the Hot Wheels tracks, like the loop and stuff, and just? Yeah, the yeah, I had the loop, and I it, they never went through the loop. Um, <laughs> I would just make like figure eight coasters with the turns and stuff, and 
I would, uh, when the cars didn't work, I would use a marble and see if the marble would make it all the way through. (laughs) You were born to be an enthusiast. Yes, I was. I invented the pipeline coaster in third grade. Oh, yeah? (laughs) Yeah. And years later, they had a, there was a Nova special. It's probably online on YouTube or something. And uh, they had showed the prototype at Arrow of it. And I was like, I invented that because I had drawings where the car was in the middle of the track instead yeah. of above. Well, they were below the track at that point, but yeah. Yeah, the pipeline, that's like uh, you get the car, it's in the middle of the like half circle, and then the wheels are like really high on it, right? Right, right. Okay. And it dips down so that you're actually in between the tracks, your center of gravity is in between the tracks does a lot of barrel rolls and stuff there was one at astro world uh there's one in japan still i believe okay yeah uh, well that's awesome it was, it, it, it was an idea that didn't go anywhere obviously <laughs> they're not at every park so it must not have been that great of an idea i remember it specifically being on roller coaster tycoon 3 yes yes <laughs> i used to oh, i used to play right roller coaster tycoon all the time nice <laughs> Don't play many video games now. Don't have the time. I'm a homeowner, so I don't have the time. (laughs) Got things to do. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you used to be used to be on in the loop. Your one wheel productions. Where where did it start for you? As far as Um, content creation, I I guess. I met the guys through in the loop uh, when I was doing stuff for Birth to Conqueror. I was a consultant for that show for two seasons. What? Yeah, they, Bert would call me at two o'clock in the morning and ask how tall a coaster was or how fast it went. Um, I met them at the pilot at Cedar Point, and I was the only person who knew what who Bert was. I mean, it was just all enthusiasts, and I don't know how many were into comedy, but I went up to him and I said, "You were on History of the Joke, weren't you?" And he's like, "Yeah," I got all excited. And I said, "I loved your mom on Reality Bites," and he's like, "Oh," so then we hit it off there and we became friends i'm actually in his documentary and uh we had the it's a documentary that was never released but um we also he had a barbecue at his house in la so i came out for that and i was going to be executive producer and then they ended up selling shirts instead and made the money for the movie that way hold on now you you were like Bert the conqueror's coaster guy yeah, and, and that's why a lot of people don't like me. It's jealousy. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, I, I became friends with Bert, and then I actually ran the Bert to Conquer fan page on Facebook for Travel Channel. Oh, wow. And then, yeah, and then uh, from there, I tried out for, uh, uh, it was called the next travel channel star and bert's like you got to try this you got to you got to do this and they wanted a two-minute video of like you know your travels and what you could do and i was actually number one uh when my video came out it was 172 out of 172 and then you were able to vote and then have the most views well it just skyrocketed and went to the top number one and then uh then they changed the rules and it wasn't about views because i had the most views when you're number one it's easy to get the most views because everybody mm-hmm. likes to go oh what video is number one right but, uh yeah so then after 48 hours they changed the rules to where <laughs> travel channel was gonna pick who and, and not the public 
Dang. Yeah. And it was a pretty good, it's on my uh, YouTube. It's, uh, I believe it's Next Channel, Travel Channel Star Audition. Okay. So, yeah, he, he got me to do that. And then uh, we, we've been friends ever since. I, every time he comes to town, I see him and we <laughs> hang out after. I was in his bus until four in the morning the last time he was in town. We were watching Last of the Mohicans and partying. And, yeah, he's a good guy. He's a real good guy. What's it like to just be friends with Bert the Conqueror? Or Bert Kreischer, oh, okay. we, sure. is, as what he's known for now, more than than Bert the Conqueror, I guess. <laughs> but... Yeah, well, now that he's doing, uh, you know, he left Travel Channel. He did a show called Trip Flip after that. And then um, after, I think, three seasons of that, he stopped working for Travel Channel. He's doing the road, uh, big tours, big uh, arenas. And... Uh, it's fun hanging out with him. I, I like to let him have his space. So, because wherever we are is usually a local bar near the venue. Mm-hmm. And uh, he likes to interact with the fans and stuff. So, I, I kind of sit back and I'll sit back with the other comedians that are working the show, the openers, and we'll hang out and watch him do his magic with his fans. And then, as a friend, he's not a great friend. Oh, really? <laughs> He never texted, he, 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 and he talks about it on his podcast. He never texts anybody back ever. <laughs> so it'll be like a month later, but then I'll be sitting at Indiana Beach and he'll call me out of nowhere and be like, Hey, do you know this guy? And then he'll like give me a link and I'll be like, Yeah, I know him. And he's like, He's a jerk. <laughs> it'd be somebody that like took an old Bertha Conqueror episode and like nitpicked every little fact that they said or whatever it's like these people realize it's kind of entertaining too they're talking to more than just enthusiasts when yeah (laughs) that's fantastic he's a a really good guy one of uh i consider him a close friend um yeah go go see bertha cocker when he's in town heck yeah i'm gonna say it's a it's a great show it's kind of family oriented more than anything now because he talks about two daughters and his wife a lot some great stories yeah he was more of a party animal back back (laughs) he was yes now how how does he feel about roller coasters now like i mean he doesn't like them yeah just doesn't like them at all really right no and and i think one of the failures of the show was the real bert was the first season the guy screaming like a baby on the rides and stuff and then the next season, they kind of like opened up the show with he's a man that never turned down a challenge and like made him like he was this awesome, like, you know, thrilled guy. And he's yeah. not. He's no. making drama at Cedar Point at every park. Um, <laughs> he likes it when he's done shooting. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's wild. Yeah. Oh, man. Bert the Conqueror. I didn't think Bert was coming up. I, I did see you had pictures yeah, right. of him. I wasn't sure what that was about. Yeah, there's pictures all over signed. I don't even ask for autographs anymore. It's like, (laughs) put your autograph on here. Uh, I got his book somewhere. I got a copy of the documentary. It's never been released. Uh, He gave me that. Yeah. Um, It's like an hour and a half. Uh, I wish it was released. I'm in it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Actually, when, when Bert plays the venue, when he was playing the smaller venues, he used to do games after and everybody would put in money and then whoever won won and the game we played the one time was they had these mini footballs and they had a like a peach basket like mm-hmm. fruit basket like and we would could you know put it further back every round 
and then I ended up winning that. He was actually shooting the documentary. That's part of what's in the documentary. And uh, I ended up winning. Nice. I gave 50 bucks to the wait staff. I kept 100. I think I won 150 bucks. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, times to times. Excellent. Well, there is a part of this show that we do um, where me and my now former co-host would talk about the news. And I wouldn't prep him on what we were going to talk about. And he would just react and we'd have a discussion. You want to pretend okay. to be my uh, former co-host for that? Yes, I will be the former, <laughs> the full former co-host. Perfect, perfect. That'd be perfect. All right. So let's see. It's going to be within within like the last month because I haven't done any. I haven't done any news on this show for like a month. I found out. Um, so you were you were on vacation though. I, I saw. I was, uh, you were on a big trip, so. Yeah, a lot of Iowa. A lot of Iowa in the last month. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was living vicariously through you at that point. I appreciate that. No <laughs> All right, so uh, the first one, big news. Uh, El Toro going through a, a, another pretty bad accident with a, apparently a pothole. People biting tongues, people getting their necks and backs all screwed up. What the heck, man? What, what do you think is going on with El Toro? Um, I believe it's repairable, obviously. Um, it's one of RMC's finest. A lot of people don't know that RMC was the construction company that built El Toro. Intimate designed it, but yeah, mm -hmm. RMC built it. Um, it's a mechanical device. Uh, things can go wrong. You're taking that risk when you're riding. Personally, I think that makes the ride more exciting is that something could happen. And if you go into it thinking nothing's going to happen, it's going to be... Every time I ride Top Thrill Dragster, I think something's going to happen. Yeah, we won't talk about that, though. <laughs> it's like, uh, something might fly off of this thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. something might fly off. Might. But, yeah. but I think El Toro will be up and running probably next season. The investigations will be over by probably the winter. And then uh, they'll be able to start working Thanks, on everything. Though. It's too good a ride to get rid of. I, I mean, it's like the number two or three coaster out there. So, at least yeah. in my <laughs> Yeah, in my opinion, it's not. And I would like to see it burned. But I still don't see it going away. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> it is like it. In general, it is. I mean, most people would say it's the best ride at the park, right? Yeah, I would say it's about, well. Some will say King of Kai. You got those people that love that intimate launch. Yeah. But uh, I, I consider, I, I like airtime. I'm an El Toro fan for sure. There you go. So uh, I I think both of us would say it's coming back next year. Yes. yes. Yeah. I agree. They need to maybe be on the maintenance a little bit more. But... <laughs> it's Six Flags. It's not the union. I was the union carpenter for 25 years. Oh, I was yeah. actually pick at RMC when they were building Goliath there and I said no <laughs> because they were of the opinion yeah they were of the opinion it should be Chicago Carpenters and stuff and oh. I was like well here's a company that only built roller coasters for like the past 20 something years Yeah, I'm like versus a guy that installed a bathroom last week I think I'm going to want the guy <laughs> that's built coasters for 20 years to build the coaster I'm going to ride Yeah, not a guy that can frame out a ceiling <laughs> that's a that's a good point <laughs> yeah 
Excellent. Uh, so better news for at least me, um, being a Kansas City local here. Worlds of fun. Finally getting a new coaster, ending the 12, 13, I don't even remember anymore, 14-year drought, somewhere in there. I'm not yeah, good at probably. math. There was 2014, I think. 2009. I have the blueprints around here somewhere, but nice. I think they're in the garage. My yeah. man, my man, kid. <laughs> love it. But yeah, I know I'm excited just because there's a new roller coaster coming. Yeah, yeah. But from coaster enthusiast goggles, how do you feel about it? Um, the lift hill is interesting. I I like the good circular lift hill just like anyone else uh maybe not on those zamperla flyers but <laughs> um i the wizard i've always loved the wizard here at great yeah. america willard's wizard i'm a marriott's great america fan not a six flags great america <laughs> fan so much um yeah uh, it looks fun i mean but a lot of rides look fun when you see the computer animated breakdown. Mm-hmm. So we, we won't know until it's built and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bash it or glorify it until I know what it's like. But it looks like it's got some airtime and yeah. it's interesting. I I like the name. It's a cool name. And, and Worlds of Fun could really use anything. So Yeah, that is true. Uh Silver Dollar City has just grown immensely since mm. probably. So yeah. I mean, if Twice you're in, big. yeah, if you're in Missouri, everybody's going to Silver Dollar City, and let's face it, Worlds of Fun has kind of waned. It's not really back in the day when uh, pass prices were different at every park, depending on uh, you know the location of the park. You could get a Worlds of Fun pass cheaper than you could get a, a Cedar Fair pass, you know, a mm-hmm. Cedar Point. So we always went down to Cedar or to Worlds of Fun to get our passes every year. Yeah. Um, the Oriental Express left. I mean, it was an arrow that I really liked. Yeah. Um, and that's what I was hoping for. I was hoping for something in that lot. Uh, there's just so much land there. And, like, we already got two co- two wooden coasters. Why not put in some sort of looping coaster there? Right, right. Well, aren't they considering this coaster, like, a hybrid? Yeah, because I think... I think what they're kind of the consensus is the spiral lift hill will be that Titan track. Okay. And the rest will be wooden is kind of what I'm seeing, which is like, come on, like make it unique. If you're going to make it unique. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, like I said, next year is going to be fun. Uh, yeah. I, I'll be going, I'll go back to worlds of fun next year for sure. I, um, I actually ended my drought cause I, I decided I wasn't going to visit worlds of fun this year. But I did go ahead and renew my pass next year with the new coaster. So my home park is back. Nice. Because last year I got the Silver Dollar City Pass and technically Adventureland. And I was like, no no world's of fun for me this year. Yeah. (laughs) Still mad Winterfest is gone, man. Well, it's cold up there. Yeah. No, it's warmer. It's warmer than Chicago. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Everybody in the country is warmer than Chicago, but... True. We still still have the Six Flags Winter Fest here, but I think there's only like two rides going. Are they still doing it up there? Yeah, they did it last year. And a lot of them are like gone. Yeah, they did the drive through. uh, We could drive through the park and and they had Christmas displays. Sorry, holiday displays. 
<laughs> Silver Dollar City and Dollywood are the only parks that to actually celebrate Christmas. But yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And then Cedar Point actually had some news and look at them getting another roller coaster. Who would have thought Cedar Point would get another look, roller coaster? Yeah, it does look interesting. It's a spinning mouse. Um, I mean, let's face it. As much as everybody says, oh, Wicked Twister was my favorite. It was always a walk-on. It was always, always a walk-on. After the first, like, three years, it was a walk-on. Mm-hmm. Nobody wrote it. Let's all be truthful with each other. If you loved it, it was you know. Um I think I wrote it once. Really? Yeah, just, like, once, and then, like, I'll do other things. Oh, that that's the ride I rode that I was featured on the camera on uh birth conference nice i want i want to get top thrill and and that was an interesting day because it was november 10th when we filmed oh and they wanted they wanted it to be like summer so they had all of us wearing shorts and short sleeves and stuff (laughs) and then after the first day i'm like you know any shot outside of this line you're gonna see hay bales and pumpkins everywhere yeah (laughs) And the next day, they're like, yeah, you could wear jackets and jeans. And yeah. <laughs> so that was that was interesting. Got a lot of rollbacks that day. Oh, really? Top oh, yeah. We got, I got four that day. Nice. Because it was so cold in the morning. And at that time, they would, ha- you know, when they first start, usually top thrill in the morning, it's got like six people on it. Mm-hmm. Then like five minutes later, they go to, eight people and then until finally they have all 16 well we were filming so they wanted the whole train filled yeah and it was november 10th so it was really cold yeah so they would launch us we'd do a rollback come back launch us again we'd go over come back in the station and then they would review the footage and see and that whole time they're looking at the footage to see if they got what they needed it's getting cold the wheels are getting cold and Oh no, we gotta go again, and they send us again, and we get another rollback. It, it was <laughs> awesome. It was awesome. We almost got a stall. Everybody was screaming on board. It was a fun time. Yeah, we, I mean, it was slow. Was I anybody mean, just like stop? We stopped, and we were like literally sitting there for a second. Oh wow! Yeah, was anybody was like fun. freaking out because they were rolling back the whole time? Because we were all acers and stuff that had been invited. Uh, This was back before, uh, I think Tony Clark did a contest for the second season when he went back and wrote Gatekeeper. mm. And that was more, uh, I hate using the word GP, but that was more GP than Thuzies. Yeah. Yeah. Thuzies, you you threw that word out. Um, Were you the one that created that word? Yes, I am. I was watching a documentary about Trekkies that Denise Crosby, I don't know if you're a, a Star Trek fan. I know enough of that. I, I know the yeah, name. She, yeah, she uh, she played Tasha Yar and she was on Next Generation. And then she produced a documentary that just showed really kind of weird fans, like to the extreme fans of Star Trek. And I turned to my partner at the time at One Wheel Productions and I said, you know, the enthusiast community needs a derogatory shortened term for a name <laughs> and it's like trekkies like to be called trekkers now and mm. there's this whole trekkies trekkers thing yeah and uh, 
Thuzi, and then that just took off. And not back then. It wasn't until I put it in Urban Dictionary that it kind of started getting bigger, and that was in like 2015, and I had already been using that solid since 2012. And then uh, some people hate it. I mean, if you look at the other definitions of on Urban Dictionary, they pretty much make fun of me for making up the term and pushing the term. <laughs> They're like, yeah, Uzi, a person from uh, the Midwest that's trying to push it as a word. <laughs> and we're like saying stuff like uh, it's fetch or whatever, just because that was a, a word they tried to have. Well, I guess that would work too. But <laughs> Uzi was mine. There you go. The and origin of the Thuzi. Positive people, yeah, people used it positive, and that's fine. Uh, but in my heart of hearts, I know that it's to make fun. I think the definition is uh, when it, if you know about the ride, you're an enthusiast. If you know what kind of bolts they use in the ride, you're a Thuzi. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> But it's yeah, and and I call people enthusiasts. I hate the word GP. Yeah, the those enthusiasts use the word GP like it's an insult, and it's like, hey, just because you got a season pass and you're a member of a coaster club, doesn't mean you're involved in the industry at all, right? I mean, at least I was filming media, and I'm usually there, friends with PR people, and and I'm usually there before the park opens to film, so no people are around, and. uh I didn't even consider myself a, a, an elite, uh, like industry in the industry person. Yeah. I went from uh, high school, one of my best friends from high school, his little brother is now the PR guy at Indiana Beach. Oh, wow. I found that out later. Uh, Don Hurd was like, uh, he's like in charge of the History Museum and he owns like six newspapers out in Indiana. And he works at the the history museum inside the park. And he's, uh, I said, hey, get me in touch with the PR guys so I can film there. And he's like, okay. And then he came back. He's like, are you from Melrose Park? And I'm like, well, I'm from Elwood Park right next door. And he's like, I think he knows who you are from like being a kid. And I was like, really? And he's like, Tom Christie. So when I talked to him, I'm like, were you Vince Christie's brother? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> and Vince was one of my best friends in high school. So back then, Tom was, he's a lot younger and he was mostly in a little league uh, costume. I'm going to call it a costume. <laughs> I don't watch sports. I don't watch sports uniform. I love it. Yeah, love I'm it. not really a sports guy. I'm not either. I, I like to call uh, people that wear like jerseys cosplayers. It's Yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> Yeah, man, it's our team. It's not your team. No, no, you just live around that place. Yeah, you're you're dreaming. (laughs) You're a house painter. You're you're not you're not training every day. That's right. (laughs) Oh man, well you your home park. I mean, you you've kind of hinted at it. Are you like? Do you claim Six Flags? great america or do you claim indiana beach okay out of the two i enjoy indiana beach more Hmm. um i live 35 minutes from six flags great america 
I'm about two and a quarter, two and a half hours away from Indiana Beach. I'd rather go to Indiana Beach. Yeah. I spend more time at Indiana Beach and Cedar Point than I ever do at Six Flags Great America. Don't get me wrong. It's a great park, great attractions. Um, I mean, I've been going there since opening year in 1976. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I'll, I, I go, I get my credits, and I don't really hang out that much. I don't, I'm not the kind of guy that buys a dining pass, or I used to get a parking pass and a season pass every year. Yeah. Until about two, uh, 2013 or 14, when Goliath came out, was the last time I had a pass. Okay. I got you. Yeah. I, I'll go for one day a summer. Yeah. I, uh, I'm an expert. I know when to go. I'll be proud. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't need, I don't need an event, a club event or anything to get my ERT. I'll just know what time of the season to go. And I'm not going to save that time of the season. <laughs> yeah. Cause then everybody's going to show Everybody up. Everybody will go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got to stay, got to stay true to it. Well, the people, the people that know, no. Already, right. I'm sure. So. Um, I know I, I'm kind of getting into a new thing where I don't get the pass every year at my home park. Last year, I didn't get it at Worlds of Fun. This year, I got it. I think I'm going to start doing an every other year thing because how it'll work is if you can not go to the park for the five months that it's open in the summer, you can get into Han every year. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you just get it and you get the rest of the year free. I'm like, Wait a second. That, that's actually, I think that might be worth it. It is. In the long run, it is. Um, my personal thing is I'm starting to cut off parks to yeah. where I'm waiting I'm waiting till they get two or three credits before I go back. It's it's just too expensive to go to the same parks every single year, even mm-hmm. when they don't have attraction or just even one attraction. That's yeah. why I, I stopped doing media days because I got tired of like driving to Virginia 15 hours, going to King's Dominion and you know, it's just the media day for that one ride. Mm-hmm. You know, so you, you ride the same ride. You know, I'll get a lifetime of rides in a media day. <laughs> and uh, then what do you do? The park's not open. It's yeah. not like, yeah. You know, so drive 15 hours back. Yeah, drive 15 <laughs> hours back. Because I had so much equipment that uh, just taking a plane was not an option. Yeah. Nice. So, how long did you? You're talking about one wheel productions, there. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. How how long did you do that for? Um, I think I did that between 2010. First, we were sex, drugs, and roller coasters. I noticed that on every title, and I loved it. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> sex, drugs, um, and Knobles. Sex, drugs, and. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the early videos are all sex, drugs, and whatever the topic was. And teddy bear. Um, I think one was one of. Them. But then, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's uh, Strickers. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I found it difficult to work with Parks with that title. They didn't get the, you know, the the parody of sex, drugs, and rock and roll. They just see sex, drugs, and we're family friendly. Mm, and I, yeah. I get that. So we changed it to Stop, Drop, and Roller Coaster, Ooh. which uh, is still up on Facebook, I believe. Both pages are up there. Sex, drugs has turned more into. Women pictures than roller coasters because <laughs> nobody engages about roller coasters on that page, and I think I got like fifteen thousand followers. Yeah. Um. Let's see. And then after that, we 
turned to well, it, well, actually, we had gotten rid of sex, drugs, and roller coasters, and then Bert was the one that said, "Hey, man," he's like, "I'll tell you," he's like, "If I saw a list of names, and one of them was sex, drugs, and roller coasters, I'd have to click on it just to see what it was." It's true, and it it was true. So then we kind of had both going for a while, and then that became just too difficult to re-edit videos for both family friendly and non-family friendly there were no naked women on that became a theme for a while nice uh, if you see it well i don't even know if the skydiving one is up still um <laughs> that one i'm getting spanked by a dominatrix at the beginning while i'm doing the opening of what we're hey coaster crew fans and then <laughs> the, the, the it slowly panned out and you couldn't see anything because i was on my side right I was nude and I was outside and then at the end she starts spanking me and then at the end of the video I spank her and she says was it good for you too coaster crew because that's what I used to that was my tagline at the end of the videos was was it good for you too <laughs> that changed the was it good for you too SDR which yeah. now how yeah. how hard was it to keep up that stick because I mean how do you just get naked women for every every video um between me and my friend we knew some women that were like burlesque dancers people that worked in the sex worker scene here in chicago fair uh, enough but yeah and and they liked roller coasters too one of our videos is going to uh exotica which is the adult film industry convention right and we ask all the adult film stars what their favorite roller coaster is and they're surprisingly knowledgeable about the park and the roller coaster obviously they don't know the name of the manufacturer so we'd be like oh that's made by togo or whatever <laughs> one girl said the uh, coaster new york new york or manhattan express or whatever it's called and uh, we're like oh it's togo they're not around anymore <laughs> <laughs> So Sorry to break your heart. You know, it was always fun making the videos, and we had fun with it. We had a lot of we had a lot of ideas uh, before even Walking Dead came out. We had an idea about zombie girls chasing me up uh, a high rise stairway, and then when I got to the top, I'd kill myself with a gun, and and then like the girl would turn around and she'd be wearing like an SDR jacket or whatever. I tried. <laughs> So I, I was going to start selling merch. Yeah. Uh, one of our shirts, my wife's wearing it in the Kentucky Flyer video. Um, it says airtime indicators across the breasts. Yeah. Indicators. <laughs> <laughs> That's the kind of sense of humor that we all had. Yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> yeah. Even my wife. My wife's the worst. Oh, yeah? Yeah, she's dirtier than I am. <laughs> so that was um you'd mentioned coaster crew yes which that was also in the loop at one point right they were connected and uh tim and clint were friends they were living together at the time actually oh i um, didn't know that yeah they, it was tim his wife his, his ex-wife uh and clint lived in the same house uh actually we did a hurl fest video and it was a two-parter and me and Adam House from GCI was yeah. left over and we hung out all night. We, we hung out, Clint was DJing the night after Hurlfest. So we all went and hung out at his bar and had good times with those guys. Yeah, no joke. Yeah. 
I got to meet Adam House once. Really? Where Pretty cool. Uh, I was just at an IAPA party, and the in the loop guys like got me in. Oh. Okay. And um, I, I did tell him that White Lightning sucked um, yes. at his own party, which was probably not a good move. Um, but I did love. I do love White Lightning. So I don't know why I said it, but I just got nervous. You got nervous with Adam House? I guess so. You Probably because I wasn't I wasn't supposed to be at that party. I have a video of me and him before because I rode with him on Mystic Timbers and, oh, yeah. and at Media Day. And the video is actually really funny before we start moving when we're just they're setting up the camera and everything. Yeah. And uh, I'm making fun of his jacket, asking him how many times the jacket has ridden the ride, and then he, we're just like, "When's the last time I saw you?" And it's just making ball talk, but we're laughing the whole time. That's a great, so I had a great guy. I saw him at uh, Twisted Timbers, not the media day, but the first because it opened that night to the public for pass holders too. Mm-hmm. And uh, I saw him in line and talked to him. That was the last time I've seen him. Yeah. Is he, uh, is he in the industry anymore? Yes. He's okay. still working with GSI, GCI. Oh, good. Yeah. I don't know why I thought he didn't. It is Now, GCI is building the one at Worlds of Fun, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think he's involved in that project. I'm not 100% sure. Nice. So I thought I saw his name somewhere included with that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what he's up to now. It's been years. I we used to meet up at Knobles every year when they did the uh, Fall Fun Fest, or yeah, Fall Fun Fest. It used to be called Phoenix Fun Fest back in the day. Phoenix Fall Fun Fest, maybe. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, with all <laughs> P, all PHs for us. Yeah. <laughs> That's an event um, I haven't ever been to, but I need I need to get out to. I'm drinking out of my Son of Beast coffee cup. Rest in peace, homie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hated that ride, but. It was interesting. It was 2000. It was crazy times. I only saw that ride, and like I remember it being down because it was like at that time where it was like standing but not operating, yeah. and thinking like, "Man, I want to ride that, but man, I'm I'm glad I don't have to." Yeah, no. <laughs> even with the the removed loop, the cars were heavy. Yeah, uh, it was very radly. Nice. Um, yeah. So I mean, yeah, I always hear people screaming that RMC should do a. Uh, Son of Beast remake, and that would actually be interesting. I'll tell you, it's really hot. Yeah. And when you were a two person across car and you looked over the side, you were really hot. Yeah. It was kind of unnerving being on a wooden coaster that high. I don't even know how, how tall is El Toro. 170 something. Okay, yeah. Uh, Son of Beast was over 200, I believe. Yeah, it was. I forgot. We were, we were talking about the news. Yes, we were talking about the... We, we got through, what, two stories? I think two stories, yeah. El Toro and World of I realize and Cedar I'm Point 3. I realize I'm a guest, but it's not all about me. Well, that's fun. It's fun, though. You got good stories. Did you come up with the story time? Um... No, no. For Bert, no. <laughs> yeah, the title. <laughs> what it feels like all right uh back to the news then um and back to cedar point couple got caught banging on the uh ferris wheel um now i believe you are a smoker um, and the woman claimed that at first she said she had dropped her cigarettes and then he was helping her get the cigarettes um 
Is that a good story? I mean, do you think that's believable? That is not a, that is not a good story. <laughs> and see, the thing is, is everybody's everybody's freaking out about it happening at Cedar Point, and I get it. But everyone at Santa Monica Pier, it happens like every Friday and Saturday night out there. Absolutely, right? Oh, so uh yeah i don't recommend that behavior at a park <laughs> as as i don't as well and, and i don't think there's like in the gondola i think the seats are like solid yeah. underneath so i don't know how it would take that long to find a pack of cigarettes yeah i know oh just found one <laughs> found one again well it's uh <laughs> it's not as easy when you're getting railed i bet yeah yeah probably... no. <laughs> it I might mean, take I, a few I, extra I, seconds I mean, they're brave. I'll, I'll I'll say that. That's, but I, I, I wouldn't want to deal with Cedar Park or Cedar Point police. No, no, I don't think I would either. Get cuffed and stuffed in the midway. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you do have a good point. I think it happens way more than people like to admit. Right. No, it does. I mean, unless it's an uh, a big Eli Ferris wheel mm-hmm. um, with a you know open cabin, yeah, it happens. Just like it happens on the the Von Roll gondolas, like the ones that go over the midway at Cedar Point. Oh yeah, it all the time. Have to. And everybody smokes on there. Mm-hmm. Um, we used to have the Sky World or Scott. No, was it Sky World? Yeah, Sky World at Six Flags Great America. Yeah, I think it was taken out in 1990, I believe. Um, yeah, we used to smoke on there. That was <laughs> my rebellious teen years, my rebel without a clue years. <laughs> All right. So next news item, uh, we'll talk about Six Flags. Uh, well, wait, we, we didn't. We never finished with Cedar Point. I do didn't. believe that, that that area of the park where they're having the new mouse and the new pavilions. Is going to bring a lot of life because it's been dead over there, other than Windseeker for her last three years. Even with Wicked Twisted, there once they got rid of chaos, mm-hmm. that area went away. Yeah, just slowly, just kind of died. Yeah, which is weird. Yeah. It's yeah, weird to have a dead end of a uh, of Cedar Point. Yeah, at least they had when they had the older bumper cars. They were located there. Right. So you had stuff there. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got the the kitty bumper cars, a little kitty park there now, kitty kingdom. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, now that should bring some life into that side of the park. Maybe lighten up some of the load on the other parts of the park. Yeah. Be nice to see. Yeah. It's now gonna we- be a it's gonna be a long wait for that mouse at that park though. I'll tell you that much. If I don't even know. Places, yeah, when you talk about just trying to, if you try to, get, I'm glad I'm not at the point where I have to hit every ride at Cedar Point anymore. But if I right. did, what, I mean, I don't even know what, because usually you're supposed to go to the back of the park. How are you going to ride Steel Vengeance now? There's a mouse on the other side. It's a tough choice. It is. I mean, you <laughs> prioritize Steel Vengeance, obviously, but. Got my Steel Vengeance shirt on, right? <laughs> oh, of course. That, and just in case you want to ask, that is my number one poster. I do nice. like it better than, yeah, I, I even like it better than uh, Iron Gwazi. Oh, really? Yeah, I like vertical airtime. I mean, yeah, Steel Vengeance is twisty, but I, the the transitions on Iron Gwazi are 
a lot more twistier. Yeah. And I'm old. I, I'm getting old. <laughs> can't be getting twisted. Yeah, I can't even, I can't marathon ride to events anymore either. Mm-hmm. I, I stop and take breaks now at this point. <laughs> it's like, I just, I remember those times when I could just sit on a train and never leave. But yeah, those days are gone for me too. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Uh, it's it's sobering when you figure out how old you actually are. Even though I don't feel it, I don't feel it. Right. Yeah, you know, identify as probably a 25 year old. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah, the insurance just went down on my car. I'm excited. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> So, all right, let's get get another story going here. And you've been keeping an eye out on Six Flags, I'm assuming, with uh, all the drama. Uh, Yeah, people people that have no personal stake in the park calling for this guy to get fired and lose (laughs) lose his I I don't like cancel culture. Yeah. I don't appreciate seeing those. Plus, I'm Six Flags stockholder. So some of these ideas actually (laughs) sound great. In fact, if I was CEO... I'd be that park would be ruled with an iron fist. Yeah, there'd be no parking passes. I'd have no dining passes because uh-huh. that's one of the things they were talking about was during the summer, like being a babysitter, which I've been saying for years. You get a kid a season pass and a dining pass. You drop them off on the way to work. You pick yep. them up after, and then you've got you know three hundred babysitters watching your kid all day. Yeah. So if they're old enough, I would say every year. I, I would say lower parking to a really reasonable level, and then get rid of parking passes. But that's just me. That's yeah, wanting to make money. That's me seeing the business side of it, mm-hmm. not the enthusiast side. And I know yeah. I'm probably going to get a lot of hater stuff for saying that because <laughs> hey, everybody loves that dining plan. Three meals, a snack. Sign me up for every day for the summer. So. You know, the, the park is losing money after my third visit. That's <laughs> great. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> now, as far as the memberships, be they... I'll, I'll always be, I'll always be real with you with what yeah. I think. <laughs> now, what do you think about the memberships that have gone away and they turned into just passes and now they're back to memberships? What are your thoughts on that? Uh, my idea on memberships is I don't want to pay in the winter for yeah. a park can't go to i mean mm-hmm. yeah i mean i can go weekends at you know if i go to california because i had a house out there for a couple of years oh yeah and yeah so i was going to discovery kingdom all the time i about halfway in between uh oakland and san francisco so i was right there by great america and discovery kingdom i would take the ride south to go to magic mountain and knots yeah so good stuff yeah what do i think i think yeah uh, i was never a membership guy i'm an all out by the pass if you got the money by the pass and then you don't worry yeah you i don't have it. to worry yeah i don't have to worry if an emergency happens with my credit card two months from now do i not have my membership fee mm-hmm. now, so, it, yeah go ahead uh so I'm just trying to think. So as as a Six Flags, do you visit a lot of Six Flags parks still? I mean, you got your local park being the Six Flags, um, Great America. But like, are you really still actively find Six Flags parks? Um, last couple of years, I've been taking it easy with Six Flags. Mm -hmm. Um, there was 
there, there was a rumor that I was banned from Six Flags. Oh yes, it turned out to be, it turned out to be an actual employee there that didn't like me and sent me an email private, not through Six Flags or anything. And it wasn't until I had a lawyer look into it that I found out that, yeah, I was not banned. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> well, because I had talked to some security people at that were friends at over Texas, right and. There, there was for a while i was banned for a year from there for i couldn't go there for a year oh yeah and because i was fighting with somebody on their page and then they were threatening to meet me at the park and stuff and the police even called and said you're not gonna go are you and i'm like no i'm not gonna go <laughs> so, uh, we have to show so up that for this that for, <laughs> yeah that was for a year and then we had started working on a documentary about goliath okay and then after that because uh they actually after like two months said well we're not going to be able to devote as many man hours to this so we're going to cancel the project and this is after i just spent like three thousand dollars in camera equipment and uh it was all opened already and it's been it's been two months so i can't return it mm-hmm. um, and yeah specifically bought it for that so my wife used an expletive on one of our pages. And then two days later, I got uh, about one of the PR people. And because uh, she, it was $3,000. Yeah, that's a lot of money. Uh, yeah. So, so then she said something about the PR person. And then I got an email because they didn't have my wife's information. Mm-hmm. So I got, I, got, I got an email from one of the employees saying that I had violated what did they say? Anti, I had antisocial behavior. And I'm like, well, that's, <laughs> that's like, what did that? And they would never tell me what I did. Uh-huh. And even for that year, um, even for that year, it's like, I called security at over Texas where I had a friend and he said, yeah, he's like under the details. It says, it says, yeah, year. And then it says under the details, it's blank. And he's like, that's weird. And I'm like, why? And he's like, well, because normally it would say fighting or stealing or, you know, destruction of property or some, you know, some yeah. reason. It's like, it's blank. There's nothing there. <laughs> like, yeah, because on the back of the season pass, on the website, the sign at the park, there's nothing about antisocial behavior. Yeah. And that's when I got a lawyer and he took care of that and found out, yeah, I wasn't. That was solely that person's prerogative to say that I was banned just to scare me away. Oh, my gosh. That's a lot of a a lot of effort to put in for that. It's so yeah, silly. no, it is. And then I I love seeing lies about me on, uh, like Twitter and stuff. Somebody said, "Oh yeah, he got denied from, or he got kicked out of a Goliath tour at Six Flags Great America." And I'm like, I never went on a Goliath tour. <laughs> in fact, at that time, I was a TPR member. Yeah, and uh, Rob had sent me an email when the, the this off-season tour was to take place that i wasn't welcome to go to the tour uh-huh. so i never went to the tour but according to people on twitter i was there and i got kicked out big time <laughs> that's so, yeah. awesome man i hope it was like a legendary kick out for you i hope you were like giving people the bird and mf and everybody that'd be kind of funny I, I, yeah i probably would have had it happen but i mean like when we were talking about el toro i had actually me and some friends got kicked out of six flags great adventure uh-huh. for our own safety 
Oh, yeah. Because it was the opening year of El Toro, and I was filming people cutting in line. Oh. And then I went up and I got out of line, went up to security, and then they saw that I was filming. So they were like meeting me at the exit because they got kicked out of line. Uh-huh. And then they were meeting me at the exit. So I went back up to the station and had them call security. They came. We had to make reports and everything. The cool part about it was we got to walk out the exit underneath Superman. Yeah. So that was cool. So like we were like right next to the pretzel loop and <laughs> that is and cool. they were still running the ride too because the park was still open for two hours. I never got a second ride that day on El Toro. It's <laughs> really wild, man. Sucked. Yeah. I've had um an instance where just mass line jumping um at that park and had to get security involved. Yeah. Well, yeah. the same thing. That's pretty much why I don't go to Great America anymore. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And like after at night, like that shooting happened mm-hmm. earlier in the year. Yeah. And it's at night. And, I, and I've been telling people for years when the sun goes down, get out. Yeah. Because the gangbangers kind of do rule. That's another thing that the CEO wants to clean up. I'm, I'm all for that. Yeah. If you want the families to come back, you got to get rid of these people swearing in line and, mm-hmm. you know, smoking in line, vaping <laughs> in line. Yeah almost having sex in line <laughs> gotta get these people out yeah well they sex is allowed at the park now is it yeah i remember that uh mexico situation a couple years ago oh yeah they yeah. came out with the statement i don't i don't know if the ceo is um unbanned sex in them well, it's not sex but you know yeah. that's how it's hilariously interpreted in the community <laughs> i have heavy petting it's heavy it's in the 50s it would be called heavy petting Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that, that it could bring tickets in. Can I get a plan for that? Like a, like a equivalent dining plan? That would be, um, a, what's the the term the CEO is using? The premium experience? Yes. Yeah. I, well, that's, that's a premium plus experience. Yes, for sure. <laughs> that's fun. All right. So let's see. We, you kind of texted me run down here. Um, did, have you been in the industry? I mean, we kind of talked about your history in the industry already, right? Right. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, just on the media level. I, I've done a lot of work for Indiana Beach. Um, nice. Mostly when they were Morgan RV owned it before Apex. Yeah. Um, filmed a lot of stuff. Call me. Uh, we had a call me maybe video that went viral. Um, they actually played it at the opening ceremonies at IAPA that year. <laughs> nice. it, well, cause ours and Cedar points came out in the same day. Okay. We, we, nobody knew we were both with both parks were working on something, but it was a lip syncing of the song showing the attractions and everything. Oh, nice. And, uh, what? I said, nice. Yeah it, was, yeah, it was cool. And it was cool. Like everybody coming up to me later going, we saw your video and it was awesome. <laughs> Uh, Drew from In the Loop, uh, he was there. I always see those guys every year when I'm when I'm there. But I haven't been to Iapa in a couple of years. Oh, nice. Yeah, I just don't have the money to really be traveling this much anymore. Yeah, I'm I'm in the same boat. Yeah, I mean, I, I was a union carpenter making forty five bucks an hour yeah. per year, and then that was when I was doing my trips and taking days off and you know, had great times. Now I'm in the private sector. Work's kind of dried up for the union, so I'm in the private sector. Right now I work at a hotel, 
uh, kind of weird putting down a hammer and picking up, you know, and, and then all of a sudden I'm doing clerical work. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I'm loving, I'm loving this new job I got. I, I'm off during the days I work nights. So it gives me a lot of time to like pursue hobbies during the day. Yeah. So, and I won't be saying the hotel I work at. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> now you have a lot of experience in, in filming like POVs and filming on roller coasters. Um, what, what has that been like? I mean, it's, I know it's evolved over the past 10, 20 it's, years quite a bit. It's kind of, it's not that hard. Yeah. You need to know how to do it right. Um, but it's a job like any other. I mean, I'm sitting there drenching sweat uh, because you're trying to work fast, mm-hmm. trying to hook it up on the ride. Because I would shoot 3D and then I'd shoot regular HD. And, uh, you know, if it was like if I, I, some of my videos, I concentrate on a single ride and I'll have multiple angles from one ride. Uh, roller coasters, I really just pretty much do a, a forward facing. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, no, um, it's fun work. I mean, everybody, oh, how fun or whatever. And it's like, it's not really. Yeah. I mean, like these people that these people that are like popular on YouTube now that just have their GoPro on their wrist and they give a walking commentary of what's going on in their day. That's to me is easy. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. a lot of editing later, but but for me, making sure my camera doesn't fall off a ride, which is, <laughs> my camera's only falling off one ride which ride uh it was den of thieves at indiana beach what? i know i would never guess that one it goes like four miles an hour <laughs> uh it took a it took a tight turn and i didn't clean the car before i used the suction cup mm. so there's all this dusty grimy like you know indiana beach stuff in there yeah exactly <laughs> it, it, all indiana beach stuff <laughs> carp scales i don't know <laughs> probably <laughs> now what's it like uh with the uh, indiana beach um is that your is that your most visited park you would say now yeah i would say now yeah because they have a great live entertainment scene there yeah i i know a lot of the bands that play there they still have fascination mm. um the ride i mean i'm a big cornball fan i'm a big you know lost coaster fan Right, still hogs good. Uh, and all the rides are great. Yeah, and, and it's a great park. And on the water, it's a beautiful location. I had always said years previous that I have no idea why this park isn't as you know packed as it should be. And now they are. Gene Staples has really turned that park around and really put some heart and soul into it. And people are coming back. Yeah. I mean, mostly the locals haven't really come back because they're still upset about the, because they put fences up around the park. You used to be able to just walk in, you would pay a, you'd pay a, a boardwalk fee of like $4 and then you couldn't ride the rides, but you could go get something to eat or whatever. They still complain about that, that that's gone away. Yeah. Uh, but Apex did that years ago and they still complain about it today. Anyway, he <laughs> kept it up. Um, actually makes more money with it that way than yeah. he does the other way i think they had fifty thousand less patrons the first year and they made i think two million more maybe wow. not, uh, maybe a million more Dang. yeah it was a lot of money 
That's pretty good coming out of COVID too, and the first yeah, year yeah, of operating a park. And was, uh, yeah, that was uh, that's insane. You know what? It wasn't a million. It was five hundred thousand. That's right. It was fifty thousand less patrons. They made five hundred thousand more. <laughs> wow, it's great. Yeah. And now with their with their events, like next weekend, this is their last operating weekend. Is this weekend, and then next week they're closed for a private event called Hops and Drops, which is a craft beer event. It's only adults, no kids in the park. I went last year. I'm not going this year. Yeah. I don't, I don't really drink. Okay. Uh, so like tasting 85% of the beers were like, eh, and <laughs> I'm not really a beer fan. So I went because, Hey, no kids. People are going to be drinking. They're not on the rides. Eh, park was hacked. <laughs> yeah. That was like the most exciting new event last year for sure. People are like, yeah. Oh. Yeah, no, packed and packed with drunk people, which when you don't really drink, drunk people are annoying to be around. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> uh, it was surprisingly, like, nobody got sick. And I loved how when they announced it, the purists of the park were like, oh, great, now there's going to be throw-up everywhere and drinking or whatever. And I'm thinking, Epcot's been doing the wine festival for how many years now? <laughs> no problem. I think they can figure it out for one night. <laughs> yeah exactly and it was it's a fun event i will say it was a fun event uh my band my friend's band played that night last year so that was one of the reasons we went to awesome now to, to close out the show i want to talk about some favorites of yours um let's talk about your favorite theme park your favorite coasters what do you like in roller coasters i know it's a very uh open question <laughs> yeah, yeah i like unique I like unique. I love, I know it's not the biggest park or whatever, but Silver Dollar City is probably mm. my, I, I know it's my wife's favorite park. It's, it's probably mine. I just, the people are so nice there. The food is fantastic. They've got the cave tour and you can do that every time you go and have a blast. I mean, yeah. we've paid, we've paid to do the lantern tour where you do the cave tour, but you, the lights are off and you're just walking around. That was really cool. Yeah. Um, great variety of rides you can't beat like so many different types of rides from powder keg to time traveler mm -hmm. um i'm not a crazy corporate park kind of guy i like the 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 more mom and pop style which is why i love indiana beach yeah it's it's total mom and pop but I've got a, a good kinship with Indiana Beach. Some great memories of doing stuff behind the scenes, hanging out with RMC because they they retract all the coasters like seven years ago, okay. and hanging out with them almost every day was great times. <laughs> Even when they were out here doing Goliath, I mean, we were going for beers every day after work. I would be meeting up with them, and yeah, it was fun times hanging out because they just got set up with the dorm rooms uh, in Waukegan by uh, Great America mm -hmm. and we would just you know it was football season and football I do watch Bears the Bears yeah Bears Bears um, but yeah my favorite park would be Silver Dollar City my favorite coaster mm -hmm. that's a tough one I'm usually a best ride in the park like you name the park i'll tell you the best ride but yeah. i do I, I do have a favorite it's steel vengeance i i hate saying that <laughs> i'm not a top throw dragster kind of guy those kind of like dive coasters don't appeal to me at all to me those are gimmicks most steel coasters are gimmicks yeah um, 
Maverick is a great ride too. Yeah. Uh, at Great America, my favorite. I I love X Flight. That's my favorite wing coaster. Really? That's, yeah, that's the one that I think has the best pacing. I mean, there's a definite beginning, middle, of an end to that mm-hmm. ride. Um, gets more intense as the ride goes. Um, I love Dollywood too, though. Wow, yeah. that's a tough one. That's that's a tough one. I've never really thought about my favorite part. Really? Yeah, because yeah, you go to so many. Yeah, I mean, I've been to probably almost every park in. I wouldn't say North America's because I haven't been to Edmonton yet. Um, but yeah, when you get to that many parks, I mean, I, I was in six episodes of Birth of Conqueror. And I mean, every one of those parks was great, except for, well, I do like Mount Olympus too. <laughs> Nick and them are really nice about it. A lot of people don't like Mount Olympus, but I, I like Mount Olympus. It's not an all day park. No. It's a half day park, but I consider Holiday World a half day park too. True. Especially if you don't swim. If you do if you do the water park, yeah, it's a full day park. I don't really do water parks. I mean, when we we're at Hollywood Nights when they had ERT on Mammoth and Wildebeest and stuff, yeah, I'd ride the new one. But they like to go to I'm a I'm a keep my t shirt on kind of guy. Right. <laughs> they don't like <laughs> me to wear t shirts on water slides. That's weird. Yeah, yeah. Oh, awesome. So, yeah, um, yeah, I'd say Silver Dollar City is probably my favorite. Like, if you were to say, "Hey, you can go to any park you want next weekend," I'd be like Silver Dollar City. Our next, our next trip is to Silver Dollar City. We always go the first weekend of December for the Christmas. Nice. Um, I love, I love that it's a Wonderful Life show. I cry every time. <laughs> I need to catch it because I, I go to that um, every year, pretty much, and I. I... For some reason, I haven't done the shows during Christmas. Really, you haven't done that show? Oh, that is it is a great show. <laughs> I the one in Dollywood, the, the theater is a little smaller. Yeah, but the one at Silver Dollar City is a fantastic show. I love. Well, I love the movie. It's yeah. probably like the favorite science fiction movie ever. Because <laughs> it's it's about string theory before there was even a string theory. It's about a world where it where George Fly doesn't uh, where George doesn't exist, right? So, you know, so that's a different dimension. I consider it a sci-fi movie. <laughs> I guess it'd be more magic. I don't know because there's angels and stuff. So maybe it's angel magic. But yeah, I consider it a string theory movie. So sci-fi for sure. <laughs> but yeah, if you're gonna go, when when is the next time you're going to Silver Dollar? Uh, I, today Christmas? I'm actually I'm. I'm because I've got the pass and I've gone once for like pass holder appreciation. And I'm like, I need to go like t- two more times. So um, Christmas for sure. And then I want to get that, uh, that pumpkin festival thing that they're doing yeah. Yeah. in the fall. Cause I do love happy. Like I love this, the haunted houses and stuff, but the daytime, like fun, like family friendly Halloween is pretty fun to me too. So I yeah. want to check that out. Yeah. I'm a Halloween guy. Yeah. I bet. Yeah. Is it, is there like a favorite Halloween event you've been to? Um, I mean, I really, you know what? Indiana Beach had a good one. Like, really? Yeah. Uh, last year and the year before, they had a great house. I mean, comparable, better than some of the houses at like Cedar Point or to me, so the Cedar, the Cedar Point and Kings Island one uh, Halloween events are, they're going to be 
too much the same. I would like them to rotate ideas like HHN does more every year of what's popular now. Not, you know, and they, I've gone through Hex so many times, the Slaughterhouse High or whatever, I've done that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they need to, as much as I, I do love the, the Slaughterhouse high, uh, high one, or what was the other one? Killmart? Killmart was good too. Yeah. Because I love how they go to like auctions and buy all the shelving from a closed store and then <laughs> make an event out of it. That was actually cool because they had the lockers and clothes racks. And I, I, I'm a good, I like Cedar Point for Halloween. Halloween weekends is pretty cool. There's, there's enough to do. Yeah. Yeah. I bet. I, I haven't been to a Halloween event there either. You've never been there either? I've been to Cedar Point, but it's not uh, not for Halloween. Halloween weekends. Yeah, it's, well, obviously a couple of years back, it was better. Now it's packed. Yeah. It's like whenever we hear a news story about the parking situation and people were <laughs> stranded there for two hours, it's always Halloween weekends. Yeah. It's never, it's never the middle of summer. Yeah, it's true. So. Excellent. Well, Rocco, I appreciate you coming on the show today. Pl- plenty of great stories. I didn't expect all this Burt Kreischer stuff and you being b- banned by Six Flags, but not really being banned. Good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to get it out there. Yeah. Nobody, nobody ever, I, I'm not as big in the industry. There's a lot of haters and clicks in the, in the community. And I was never a click kind of guy. I always did my own thing. It was nice when everybody liked me when I was in uh, Coaster Crew and in the loop. Yeah. Uh, but then a couple of years after that, it got pretty dark for me just because of the haters and people that are jealous and like the whole travel channel thing. I found out why that contest changed. Oh, uh, people from coaster crew after I'd left coaster crew, you know, one person says, don't be his friend anymore. And then everybody's got to not be your friend anymore. Um, I had found out through one of their members that my the travel channel phone number was being spread around to tell people to call travel channel and say that i shouldn't win and because bert admitted that to me he's like dude he's like because i then all of a sudden i was the contest changed i asked what happened he's like you got a lot of phone calls people complaining that they'd stop watching travel channel if you won and stuff like that yeah so i was before there was even a term canceled (laughs) 2000 probably 13 yeah what's the point of doing that I just don't get because, it because see my thing is uh, at that time it was because i took a picture shaking hands with rob alvey up to that point i was told to not like rob alvey i'm not going to say by who wasn't everybody in in the loop or coaster crew yeah the people at that time did not like rob alvey so being the hot-tempered Italian I am, <laughs> I was harassing Rob Alvey like every day, just saying stuff about him, and I can't wait to meet him at IAPA so I can look him eye to eye, and you know, just saying stuff like that. Uh-huh. And then ended up not being able to go to IAPA because of that, and then that just sent a trail down of drama to where everybody just, I lost like 70 followers in a day on Facebook. Oh, wow. Because at that time, I was taking it out on Clint because I had thought that Clint lied to me, which he did lie to me, but only because the person that told him why I couldn't go lied to him to protect Rob Alvey. Rob Alvey actually was the one that complained about me to IAPA, so I wasn't able to go. But the director at the time, uh, I believe it was Jerry Willard, 
told Coint that a guest note speaker didn't want me there. So oh. then, so then they were pressuring coaster crew to like, hey, well, you're not going to have any events at our park if you keep Rocco and stuff. So that's what I eventually just walked away from in the loop. And yeah. the, the, uh, the person that was bad was the PR woman at the time, which I've since apologized to and she accepted my apology. I had oh. said something about her online mm-hmm. um, and it was meant to be a joke, but it wasn't taken as a joke. Wow. And um, so, yeah, that, that that all went down. And then um, I've been kind of just laying low for the last couple of years, not wanting to be in the limelight anymore. Yeah. But it, like when, being able to tell you the story about, you know, not being banned from Six Flags and not ever going to the Goliath tour that I supposedly got kicked out of. It's it feels better getting off my chest because everybody's got me blocked and stuff, so I can never defend myself once that happens. Yeah, and that's the, you know people that don't, I've been harassed by people that don't even know me mm-hmm. for ten years <laughs> using, using that fake phone app. Yeah, to hide the number and say it's from because then I'll call the number back and it's Holiday World calling me at two o'clock in the morning on a Sunday. Oh yeah, like, of course well, it is. <laughs> I don't think it's them. <laughs> So, we just wanted to yeah, really the, tell you how much we love voyage channel, yeah the travel channel thing did bother me a lot because mm-hmm. there's a lot of people because then i would get screenshots of people and say i don't know these people yeah. so it, it, it's very clicky in the enthusiast community where it, if somebody says don't like this person everybody doesn't like that person and it's sad because it is when We're just I, when trying I, to ride coasters man yeah, I, I, and that's what I've always said. I'm I, One of the things I wrote on one of the boards for flying turns was leave it in the station because that's, you know, leave the drama in the station. And uh, like I said, I made up with Rob Alvey. I just thought in the back of my head, you know what? Rob Alvey's never actually done anything to me. Why am I mad at this guy? <laughs> and, and, you know, he's never done anything to me. He's done stuff to my friends, which... Mm-hmm. Uh, in hindsight was him just trying to be funny or whatever yeah but yeah um I, it, it's like i i would hope that i have friends that can defend themselves that they don't need me to jump in it's like when parks are, are defending themselves online and it's like all these super fans of the park come on and yell at a at a person that doesn't know any better and it's like you know it's not your place to say anything it's the parks yeah. that's why i stopped that's why i stopped uh doing stuff for indiana beach because i was getting upset and people would be like you need to bring back that boardwalk casters for four dollars and i you used to do that and i and i would say something like yeah mcdonald's used to you know charge 25 cents for a cheeseburger are you on their profile (laughs) complaining about that it's true but i did have a lot of fun today yeah that was a good time i I hope i hope to be back one day heck yeah let's do it man I'm down for that. Awesome. Yeah, where can people find you though? Um, I'm actually on YouTube at One Wheel Productions. I'm Sex, Drugs, and Roller Coasters, Stop, Drop, and Roller Coasters, and One Wheel Productions on Facebook. I'm not on Twitter. I'm on Instagram, but under the name United States of Amusement, because One Wheel Productions really doesn't scream. Midway amusement parks, roller coasters. So true. I mean, it's one wheel productions because I do ride a unicycle in my videos at the end for the the producing bumper, but uh, and juggling. 
but uh it's actually not where the term one wheel productions came from it was from a job where i was using a shop vac and one mm-hmm. of the wheels was like cut in half one of them had mop string wrapped around it and yeah. the other one was just teased up and i was like there's only one good wheel on the on the shop vac and i was like what is this a one wheel production and that's where i came up with the idea <laughs> wonderful but yeah have me on again I got more to say, and I'll be happy. We can do more of, like, the news stuff. And you got that 69 questions thing. I'd like to do that. Oh, shoot. I'll have to get you on 69 quick. As soon as you said unicycle, I was like, ah, shit, we left something on the table there. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I've ridden a unicycle my whole life. That's awesome. (laughs) Well, thanks again for joining, Rocco. I appreciate you sharing your stories, and we'll have to get you back on for 69 questions very soon. Yes, yes. Thanks for having me. If you listen to the podcast but you're not following us on TikTok, what are you doing? Go on over to solo.to slash coastercuzzies. Got links to all of our social media channels on there. So go check it out.